Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back. It's your girl, Victoria J. How are you guys doing today? I hope blessed and highly, highly favored. We just want to thank God this morning for waking us up and starting our day, this beautiful, beautiful day in which he has made for us, guys. We just love him so much and we give him all the glory and we give him all the praise. Amen, in Jesus' name. I hope everybody's doing well this morning. I just wanted to come to you guys today. We've had a long, enjoyable weekend over here at 12th Street Talk Back, and we've thought about some things, and we've re-listened to some of the episodes, and God just laid it on my heart to come to you guys and talk to you today about the rebuilding process. We talked about our struggles or my struggle and how to stand in a place of peace. So now we want to talk about how to start rebuilding some of those things that uh, now that we're in a place of peace because it takes a while to get there. But once you confirm with yourself that you want to make the changes that you've made in your life and that you want to stand in a place of peace, that's the first part is making the changes and being okay with the changes that you made. You're not going to be great every day, but you're going to be okay with the changes that you've made in your life. And after that, that's when you start to rebuild. And when you start to rebuild, you start to take out all of the stuff that you don't want in your life, all the junk, all the mess, whether it be people, whether it be um like I said before, if you have some type of substance that you depend on to get you through the day, um, you put that down, you um, took that long look in the mirror, and I hope for most of you, you made that list. And um, a part of rebuilding, unfortunately, is getting rid of people that has probably been in our lives for so long. And I know that it'll be a hard task to do But it'll be well worth it in the end. I'm not going to say that you're not going to miss those people because you spent many, many years together. But I think um, Tyler Perry said it best. He says people come in your life for a reason in the season. And he says some of them are leaves and they shake off just like the leaves shake off in the fall. And then you have the branches that they'll hang around for a while and they'll eventually break off too. But when you get to the root, that's where you want to be. When you get to the root, the trunk of that tree, the people that's been there for you through the good, the bad, the ups and the downs, the ones that didn't criticize you, the ones that held your hand when you needed your hand held, the ones that let you cry on their shoulder, the ones that helped feed you and loan you money and all that good stuff. Those are the people that you want to keep around. Don't keep anybody in your life, ladies, that's not adding any value to your life, whether it be men or a girlfriend. Because at the end of the day, they have their own hidden agenda. And they too might be just like you. They might need a change. They just might need a change. So during the rebuilding process, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how we can turn some of the negative into a positive. Because there's always a way to turn the negative into positive. Positive thinking is, is number one on my list. 
Um, I know waking up and deciding to make that change, you probably ask yourself, where do I start? Well, you just start with putting one foot right in front of the other. You start with taking some deep breaths. And if you've quit that substance, definitely I recommend before you do anything, put water in your body and pray. Um, for me, that worked for me. And it may not be somebody else's story, and that's fine. Um, but start with putting that water in your body and getting you a fresh thought in your mind, a positive thought. I put little sticky notes in my bathroom or in my office on my com computer to remind me of the things that God uh, said that he would do for me in his word and, and how he said he loved me and he'd be there for me and he would never leave me. And those words, as, as I look at them on that paper, or even when I'm in my word, it picks my spirit up. Because like I said before, every day is not going to be a good day. You're going to have some days where you just don't know whether you're going to go left or right. And if you're still working and you have to get up and you have to face your adversities as well as go to work, um, that's a change too because people are going to start to notice and probably going to say that you're acting funny, but you already know what you're doing and what you're trying to do in your life. So you have to have the fortitude for that. Everybody around you is not going to not gonna uh, reciprocate the fact that you're changing. They're not going to understand that they're, they're probably going to think you're acting funny or being standoffish and then now you got something else that you've added to your plate while you're trying to take something off your plate and I get it because I, I went through that I went through people uh downplaying the fact that I, I was changing that I didn't want to do the same things that they did anymore and I had the naysayers and then I had that friend that would come back and tell me what the other friend said and that that was something that you know woke me up too I was like gosh if she's telling me all of this about Susie Q, then I can imagine what she's saying about me in the street. So that was that was one of my things about making a change in in relationships. I had to cut a, a lot of my friends or so-called friends off, and I found out once I did that on a daily basis, I wasn't missing them. My mind became unjumbled. It wasn't as chaotic. Um, dealing with everyday things because I was feeding into the narrative that it was okay to talk about certain things and certain things with certain people and I, I felt comfortable sharing certain things that may not have been able should have been shared outside of my home and as I started to shed those layers of getting rid of people in my life especially the female friends that like to gossip and all that good stuff I started to feel better and every day became a good day and I didn't think about them no more. Now I'm not going to tell you that you're they're not going to cross your mind every now and again because of, again you may have had that relationship 5, 10, 20 or 30 years. I'm not going to say it's not going to cross your mind. I'm not going to say the good laughs are not going to cross your mind but when you're in the rebuilding process of your life it's time for you to take a step back and evaluate everything. 
And that includes your friends. And it even includes your relationships, your relationships with your man, your relationships with your children, because nobody's going to understand but you. And you're going to have to have that fortitude, not to just wake up and do it one day, but wake up and do it on a daily basis. Stay consistent to drinking your water if that's what you choose to do when you get out of the bed. Stay consistent to praying to your God and letting him give you answers and stay consistent to stand in your word. Stay consistent with having a relationship with God because he's the only one that's going to understand what you're going through. And he's probably the one anyway, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, is the one tapping you on the shoulder trying to clean you up anyway. He gave me a purpose and, and all the stuff that I went through. My husband used to tell me all the time that I live in the past. And I used to tell him, no, I don't live in the past. But, you know, when people hurt you enough, you start to think about the change and, and what you did to contribute to it. And if you did anything at all to contribute to it. And when you start to think about that stuff, just because you forgave that person doesn't mean that doesn't say somewhere locked in the back of your mind. It's like a danger sign that reminds you never to go that way anymore or never to deal with that person anymore. But it does not give you permission to treat them badly just because you took them out of your life. And I do want to say that it doesn't give you permission to treat anyone badly. What it gives you permission to do is if you run into them is to say, hey, how you doing? And keep it moving. It doesn't give you permission to go gossip about them and tell your other friend that, you know, girl, I got I got rid of her because she was just doing the most, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't give you permission to do that because then your only thing you're doing is you're carrying the old into the new into your new transition and then that gives you permission to start acting like that person that you were trying to get rid of so when you're rebuilding you want to stay consistent you want to make you want to find those things that's going to make you feel good on the inside and you want to stay consistent to doing them and it's not going to take a couple days it's not going to take a couple weeks you'll just know when you know you'll wake up one morning and it'll be months or a year later and because of your consistencies and your fortitude to move forward to deal with the things that was going on in your life that you wanted to get out of your life you're going to wake up and find out that you really did it and then you can add something else onto that list of change, that list of re reinventing yourself and taking the lead of your own your own dreams, being the gardener of your own story. Not letting anybody coerce you into doing anything and letting your yeses be yes and your no be a no. I read that in the word. Um I can't remember exactly where I read it at. I wanna I wanna say that it was Matthew, but I may be wrong, so don't quote me. But I, I remember God saying, um, no, I think it might have been in James saying, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. So when you tell somebody, don't tell them maybe tomorrow or maybe I'll do it later. And I'm talking about you as yourself. Don't tell yourself, well, I'll put it off tomorrow. I'll stop smoking or I'll stop drinking or, 
this, that, and the third tomorrow. Once you make that decision, let it be a yes, I'm going to stop doing this, or no, that I'm, I'm going to stop. We as people, we, we tend to put off tomorrow what we can do today, and we have this maybe thing. We keep, we keep that maybe right there in between. It's not exactly a yes, it's not exactly a no, and a lot of us get comfortable with the maybe, or I'll do it tomorrow. And that's not what you want to do because when you make yourself, uh, when you make yourself stay consistent and you make yourself stand firm to the things that you want to do and you put yourself in check, then you have to make it a yes and you have to make, or you have to make it a no. It's simply yes, I'm going to start today or simply no. I'm going to start tomorrow, but never let that maybe be a substitution for what you're trying to do in your life, and that is to rebuild Um, and make it an easy transition. And what I mean by making it an easy transition is you're trying to rediscover yourself. And all those things that you think about when you're by yourself and your mind is not cloudy, or if your mind is cloudy, and all the things that, all the happy members, mem- memories that you have in your head, uh, you know, if only I had money, I could do this. If only I had money, I could do that. You can make some of those things a reality without having money. It's called standing on God's word and reminding him of what he said he would do for you. Because God already has written your story. He already knows what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, what situations you was going to put in, what situations you were going to put yourself in. He already knows the gist. He knows the beginning and the end of your story. So when you start to rediscover yourself, you got to make sure that you put yourself in check and you got to make sure that the end, the transitions are easy. Don't get up tomorrow and say, I'm cutting out 10 people and you know you depend on the five, uh, five of them. But cut out the ones that's not bringing anything to your life. Cut out the ones that's not adding any self-character or any value to your life. Cut out the ones that if you can remember, if they ever said, I love you or really genuinely meant it, or if they were just there when you were going through something and they just wanted to get the tea. Because a lot of us women, we have these so-called girlfriends in our life that are there for just that. They're there just to get the tea, just to get what you got going on, especially if it's bad. Especially if it's bad, you have so many people navigating, hold on, holding on. You'll make new friends with the old friends, and it's, it just becomes a big old mess. But when you kind of take a step back from the picture and look at it, look at the equations, you find out that some of those people probably never was conducive to your life in the first place or they had underlying agendas like they just wanted to know your business they were just busybodies and the bible speaks of that the bible speaks of busybodies and standing confusion and how a woman can tear down her own house if she's not careful and this is this is to my single women you guys have the ability and the control to do so much more than us women um that are in in marriages because we have to consult with our partners and make sure that we're on the same wave path. 
when you're single, there's a whole lot of stuff that you don't think about at the time, especially in your 20s and sometimes in your 30s and 40s that you can change. You can get away from that man that's not treating you well and and your fantasies or your your idea of a good man is a man opening the door for you and and helping pay some of your bills and and you know uh taking you out to dinner every now and again holding your hand in public and not disrespecting you by calling out calling you out of your name and uh using trying to use your children against you you guys have so much power than you know to make those changes as i'm saying this i'm reminded of when um my my first husband and i separated and I was just devastated behind that because I thought we were going to be together forever. That was one of my high school sweethearts. And I remember calling his mom and I was just having a bad day. And I remember calling his mom after we separated. And I was going on and on. And I was whining and crying about the whole situation and this, that, and the third. And she said, you know, honey, take this time for you. She said, don't look at it especially for the women that has kids. You, you're the ones I'm talking to right now. She said, take this time for you. If you look at it like this, when he comes by to pick up those kids on Friday, know that that's your time. You don't have any kids. That's your time to do what you need to do. Whether you want to lay around the house all weekend or whether you want to go out with your girlfriends, look at it as me time. And that's where you can start your rebuilding process. And that's for any of my single ladies, especially if you're single mothers. To my married ladies, I would say uh, we still can rebuild ourselves. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Just because you're married does not mean that you shouldn't have your own identity. Now, do you want to partner up with your mate? Um more than 50% of the time. Most of us do because that's all we know. We're familiar. We're joint at the hip. You know, we're their rib. But however, if you guys don't take a step back and have some breathing time, especially if you're trying to rebuild some things in your life, that person becomes an envy to you. It becomes like a, a, a sore attraction to you. And you and you feel like you can't breathe. You feel like that you're all over the place. I've certainly been there. I mean, even in my current marriage, when we first got together, um, I was I was still rebuilding myself. I was still trying to redeem myself and figure out exactly who I was as a person. And, you know, getting back into a relationship after being on my own and, and it just being me and my kids for so long, uh, it was a little nerve-wracking in the beginning. And I wasn't trying to bend. I wasn't trying to you know, bend on anything. And it took a lot of uh, walls being broke down. A lot of me having talks with myself saying, okay, Victoria, you're back in a relationship where you have to share. And that's something that I want to talk about in the rebuilding process. If you're if you're single and you're not at the point where you know you want to share your life with someone, don't don't bring that person in your life if you're not ready to share, if you're not ready to be in, if you're not ready to be accommodating. And I'm not talking about instantly moving in with them. Y'all just met. Y'all been dating for 90 days and y'all want to move in with each other. If I could say anything about that, love is love. 
And when you first meet somebody, it's hot, it's heavy. Everybody's adoring each other. You're sending each other texts three and four times a day, if not more. You're waiting on that phone call because he or she knows what time you're getting off work. And you're just happy and you're excited and you can't wait for your days off to see what you're going to do. And everybody's just so in love. And sometimes we as women make that quick decision to let that man move in with us. And we're not ready for it like we think we are. We're ready for it because of all the things that we do together. And then when that date ends, we go our separate ways. Even if we go our separate ways and he gets in the car and calls you as soon as he gets you gets in the car and, and, and he's just dropped you off at your front door, y'all still calling each other. But when you start to get into that realm of um, wanting to move in with each other and you've only known each other 90 days, then you lose your identity. You lose your identity. So uh, all this goes in play with rebuilding yourself, rebuilding and rekindling the love that you have for yourself, making sure that you know what you want, how you want it, uh, whether you be single, whether you be married, setting your boundaries, not letting anybody take your voice. I know sometimes in marriage, because I bumped head with, heads with my husband, he'll tell me something and his version of it is not the version. That's just not the way that I want to do it. And I'll tell him I, I'm not doing it that way. I, I, I recognize the logic in it because men, they are logical thinkers and women, we, we, we tend to think with our emotions most of the time. But I had to stay firm with him because I have a strong black man. So he's strong in every area that that can possibly be. And sometimes we fought tooth and nail to get our points across and be brooding mad with each other. But I, but I stood firm on things that I believed that I wanted to have done in my life and I wanted to be I wanted to be clear that I was my own still individual person, even though we were together and we were married and living together and all that good stuff and we're in love. I still want to be me. I have ideas and things that um, I wanted to do prior to you. I mean, with with my husband, when we when we met, my youngest was graduating high school and I had already knew when I had her. I told the doctor, I said, I'll be 46 by the time she graduates and I get to start living my life. So I had already had a whole list of things and what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And and I didn't know that I was going to get married. I guess that was in God's plans because I said I wasn't doing it again. But I here I am. But um, I had to stand firm because I had been through enough relationships to know that people will try to change you to fit into their world instead of you guys coming together. So when I, when I talk about the rebuilding process, please remember to take a look in the mirror, decide what you want to do. You have to be consistent and have the fortitude to do it. Start to make small changes. I don't care if it's um, if you're dealing with your weight and you want to go to the gym or if you're dealing with some mental issues and you want to go see a therapist 
or if it's just you just want to switch everything up completely go through your wardrobe and take out the old and go buy your new wardrobe and and cut your hair or buy you some weave I, I i don't know what it is but stay consistent to the transition of the new you and the more that you start to do things different the more you'll see that the old does not match up with the new and they can't tarry in the same place they can't tarry in the same place and as always i want to say put god first keep god as a consistent figure in your life a consistent father figure in your life because most of us women especially black women we grow up in homes without a mother and a father it's either either or but our heavenly father up in heaven my god he is our father and he's the best father that you could ever have he's gonna give you all your wants he's gonna chastise you he's gonna give you all your needs he's gonna give you peace understanding wisdom character he's gonna give you friends he is one of your best friends the best friend that you can ever have in my opinion He's just going to be just right there for in, uh, waiting for you with open arms. So stay consistent in his word. Try to pick it up daily. And if you can't do, if you can't get in his word daily, at least try to read a chapter, not a scripture, a chapter every day to get your day started and sit and talk to him the same way that you're sitting listening to me right now you can talk to your father just like this there's a lot of misconception of you know i gotta get on my knees and that's great because we want to honor our father up in heaven but if you have if you can't do anything else but sit in your chair at work or sit at your chair at, at the breakfast table while you're having that morning coffee make sure you have a conversation with your god and start thanking him for some of the things that he's always, always, already have done for us instead of asking, asking, asking. Because trust me, he knows your needs. He knows your needs. Continue to thank him and show him that you're worthy of everything that he's already given given to you. And he'll start to show you that he'll give you so much, so much more. Be a blessing to yourself. Have faith and stay resilient in everything that you do and approach everything with a different attitude, whether it's the kids, whether it's your job, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's your family. Approach everything with a different attitude and be resilient because I tell you the best is yet to come. And I want you guys to know this too, that I love you so much for all your support, for all the ones that are listening on Spotify and Anchor.fm and the other platforms that you can listen to my show on. Your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. We got a little mixed up with that subscription thing. And I think some of my listeners um, got confused about they had to pay so I didn't have anybody listening but I did put it out there on um, Facebook that all platforms are free it was never in my intent to charge for any prescriptions the way that it was explained to me that it would be donations if they wanted to donate your show 
but I was getting phone calls from people telling me that certain episodes they had to pay for, and that was never my intention. Let's get our following up first. Let's get our community up and going with our younger generation and our older generation. Let's get that up and running and let God just do what he's going to do. God's going to take care of Victoria. So as far as anybody having to pay for any show, I want you guys to know I just went in and took all of that stuff off, even the ability to donate because I didn't want any of my listeners to feel like they had to pay to come and hear me talk or hear me speak. God's going to take care of me. He's already taking care of me. So with that, guys, I want to say, guys, be blessed. Be fearless in your day. Be fearless in your week. Put God first. And always remember, if you don't work on a better you for yourself, nobody else can do that for you. People can do many things, but they can't change the way you live. You have to change the way you live and the way you think. The first week will be hard with your change, but please stay consistent to your change. Don't treat it like a diet. You know, sometimes we go on a diet on Monday and then we're off that diet by Friday. Stick to the change in your life so that you can see the wonderful things that God has for you. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Ciao for now.